Hey Giants fans, welcome back to the Everything New York Giants podcast with New York Giants fangirl. Today is going to be a great episode because the Giants beat the Packers at home 24-22 in a wild ending. But there are so many storylines from this game and so many amazing things that we have to talk about. So obviously we're going to start with the win. It came down to the wire like it always does with the Giants. I hope that everyone is alive and well after that because I couldn't watch the field goal. I was panicking, having a near heart attack. Um, it was an adventure to say the least. But great win for the team. The Giants have now won their first Monday Night Football game in five years. So maybe the primetime narrative that this team sucks on primetime is finally going to go out the window. The offense was able to move the ball. They put up over 21 points, scored multiple touchdowns for the first time in a while. The defense had multiple takeaways. They are one of the only teams in the NFL in the last three weeks, and they didn't even play during one of them, to have 12-plus takeaways. I think they're actually the only team to do that. So the defense has been incredible. Tommy Cutlitz, Tommy DeVito has been incredible. And overall, just... A great win. Saquon had an amazing game outside of the fumble. Wandale came on and played really well. Jason Pinnock had a good game. There, Okay, there's just a lot of good things to talk about. I want to start with this first is my jacket. Because I don't know how you guys miss this because I'm getting DMs like, where did you get that jacket? It's amazing. Um, where have you been? Last week, Carl Banks announced that he was doing a New York City Lights collection for starters so he took over the starter brand and it was him pepper johnson and lawrence taylor and there were three pieces in the collection this jacket being one of them there's also a t-shirt and a hoodie the t-shirt is the only thing left you can get it on the giants website and as of yesterday at the game there were going to be jackets at the shop at metlife i don't know if they're still going to be there so um Godspeed to you, best of luck. But anyway, they did this this whole amazing campaign. They had Micah McFadden and Bobby Okurake in it, and it was based on the Bad Fellas picture from the 80s. So it just, it was a really amazing campaign, and I have this amazing jacket, and I actually was invited to the starter suite at the game last night. So it was amazing, especially the fact that it was so cold. It was nice to be able to go in and out. Um, I got to meet Carl's assistant, who I have spoken with before via email and DM, so it was really nice to meet her. And I just got to talk to some people that work for Starter. You know, as a marketing and social media person, I got to talk to the marketing team and how exciting the launch was and all of this cool stuff. And we talked about a lot of the former starter jackets. You guys know the iconic satin starter jacket. It came in red, it came in white, it came in blue, and now it's in black. So overall, it was just a really cool experience. Um, the sweets are amazing, especially when it's cold out. It's just nice to be able to go inside, take a little break, um, enjoy the food and drinks, and of course, the warmth. So it was a great treat. Thank you so much to Carl Tex and the starter team. I had such an amazing time. So that was great. But as you guys saw, those of you who followed me on Instagram, I also got to go on the fields before the game. So I had never had field access like that before, and I actually was on the visitor's side, but I was able to get some really good content of all of the players up close. I saw the defensive linemen, which when you look at the stats, you know that you're big. 
they're big, but to see them in person, like Dexter Lawrence was five feet away from me and I was just like, <laughs> he is a monster. Like, and I know that quarterbacks are usually, usually they're, you know, like pretty tall and, and big and they can take hits and stuff. But I just, I just was thinking of them looking at Dexter Lawrence going full speed ahead at them. And I was like, I would have been absolutely terrified. The dude is a monster, absolute monster. Um, I got to see the wide receivers warming up. Saquon came over to our side. I got to see, um, all of the defensive backs. One thing that I noticed was that say whatever you want about Xavier McKinney. He really is a leader on this team. I saw him yesterday during warmups. He went up to every defensive back in the group. He was going over to the wide receivers. He was making his way down the line as they were stretching and warming up. He's got like secret handshakes with a bunch of different players. He's hyping them up, getting everyone really excited. And I think to see that leadership side of him was something that I haven't really seen before. And I don't know. It kind of made me feel like that leadership is really valuable. You know, we talk about that with Saquon all the time. And I think to just see certain players who step up yesterday was a really big game for the Giants as a whole, for everyone in the organization. And to see someone like him and someone like Saquon and DeVito and, you know, all of these other guys just really band together, focus on the fact that they're a team. Yes, they were two and eight. Then they're three and eight, four and eight. Like they're finally making moves and we're, and we're seeing, you know, the good play and all of the process that Dable talks about till he's blue in the face, you know, that they all trust the process and you finally see how it's working out on the field. And I just hope that everyone who had concerns about Dable not being here and they wanted him fired after the two and eight record and, and blah, blah, blah. I just, I hope that when you see things turned around at this point and you see the fact that they are fighting, guys, they fought until the end, until the very end, okay? The defense was on the field a lot and they made a lot of amazing plays. The offense, you know, there were some things, some missed opportunities, and don't get me started on special teams. There were definitely some missed opportunities in the game, but at the end of the day, Everyone was on that field fighting. No one was out there saying, oh, we're four and eight. This is not an important game. We don't care. We don't care, you know, that we have a 2% chance of making the playoffs or whatever it is. They all were out there and they fought till the end. And I think that says a lot about the leadership, the culture, and the coaching staff, that they have done a really good job of fighting through adversity and turning things around. So anyway, if you're someone who wanted Dable fired three weeks ago, I hope, or four weeks ago, I hope that you can look at this and say, okay, now I have some restored faith in the coaching staff that they've been able to turn it around. When you look at past seasons like Joe Judge and McAdoo and Shermer, in year two, when they had that bad start, they never turned it around. They never fought for it on the field. You didn't see them doing the things that you're doing under Brian Dable and this coaching staff. And I just hope that that's something that's recognized across the board from Giants fans. Whether you like it or not, whether you were on the tank or not, you have to acknowledge that what the coaching staff is doing is impressive and it's important because they faced a lot of adversity this year and the fact that they're still turning around and they're making moves and they're making progress is impressive. So now that I got that out of the way, um, anyway, the field access was amazing. It was great to be that close to the players. I, you know, you don't get to talk to them or anything like that, but I think, you know, you can just feel the energy. And at that point in the game, you know, you're down there during the warmups. It's 7.15, 7.30, about an hour from kickoff. The crowd 
was not rocking. There were a lot of people still not in the building at that point. So to feel the energy from the players and how excited they were and how they were just ready to fight and take on this game um, was something that I feel like we haven't really gotten to see. Maybe we just haven't gotten to observe it up close. So to be able to see that was amazing. And it just brought me like a new level of excitement for this game. So very happy they won. We are still in the playoff race, you guys. We are only one game out from the wild card. That's it. Okay. We're five and eight. We can do it. We got a big game on Sunday. We've got to beat the saints. We're going to take it one week at a time, but very possible. So let's get into the stats, stats now, because there are some really good things to, to talk about. First of all, DeVito 17 for 21 guys, 17 for 21. That's incredible for 158 yards, one touchdown. What also is incredible. He didn't get sacked once. Now, part of that is on the offensive line and part of that is on DeVito. And I want to talk about those two things briefly. First of all, we need to talk about DeVito, how quickly he is advancing and how he's growing and improving week after week. And this is what I've been begging. Like whoever's on the field, I just want to see you be better every week. And we could talk about so many players who every single week they've seemed to get a little bit better. We're going to talk about Aziz when we get to the defense. We're going to talk about Wondell Robinson. But when you, when you specifically talk about someone like Tommy DeVito, who has gone from taking sack upon sack, not getting rid of the ball quickly, you know, not being as, as as decisive as he has been in recent weeks. You know, he's made some beautiful throws on the run. He really has done an amazing job of taking care of the football, making smart decisions, and getting out of the pocket when he's about to get mauled. So, Big props to him. I want to see him continue to do that, continue to advance. But he had a really great game last night, and we definitely need to talk about that. But we also need to talk about the offensive line. And I think one thing that's going unnoticed is this is the third week that we have had the same offensive line. And this should be a no-brainer, but you're finally seeing what happens when you have a consistent O-line. We went 10 weeks out of the entire season, the first 10 games, we had a different offensive line every game. So when you're looking at that and you're seeing all the issues that they have and, you know, there's no continuity and guys are making mistakes and the communication's a disaster, that's why. It's a huge reason why. Yes, part of it's the coaching. Yes, part of it is the talent. But when you look at what happened yesterday, the talent on this offensive line is not great by any means. You've got Andrew Thomas and John Michael Schmitz, who are easily the best out of the five of them. And John Michael Schmitz is not perfect by any means. He's a rookie. He's still learning, but he's holding his own. Justin Pugh has been good. Okay, Bredesen has been good. And Tyree Phillips has been better. So when they all, and this is something that we've talked about like in depth, is we don't need them to be perfect every rep. We need them to just be serviceable. We need them to give Tommy or Saquon or Wandale, whoever is, the littlest bit of time to make a play. And we saw that, especially with the rushing attack yesterday. It was tough in the beginning. They had a tough time running the ball. And then all of a sudden, they were able to make some halftime adjustments. 209 yards rushing on the ground, okay? Saquon was responsible for 86 of them with two touchdowns. Incredible game from Saquon. Obviously, what happened with the fumble was, I mean, we were all, I think what was so bizarre about it was that he was shocked, like, he was very obviously, the fact that he didn't move and he just kind of sat there, he obviously thought he was down. But when the ref didn't blow the whistle 
and we're all standing there, the crowd, I mean, the people around me, we were like, this is not actually happening. Like, there is no way that this is really happening. This is not real. It is not real. It's the twilight zone. Someone's going to blow the horn and say, you know, we're running it back. That was not a fumble. It was the most, one of the most bizarre things I have seen happen in Giants football. We have seen a lot of terrible, bizarre things happen, but that was unlike anything I've seen recently. So, when you have your best players who make mistakes like that, shit happens, right? Okay, nobody's perfect. There are going to be mistakes like that. But when we talk about complementary football and what this team has really been missing, especially in the first half of this season, is that if the defense is making a bunch of plays, you need the offense to balance it out and you need special teams to balance it out. So when you have the offense make a mistake like that and who was it, Corey Ballantyne, who ran the ball all the way back into Giants territory. You're just like, you got to rely on the defense here. And the defense did a great job. They did the best that they could. You know, unfortunately, they scored, but they stopped the two-point conversion. And then, you you know, you say to the offense, it's your turn now. you got to run it back. The defense did their job. It's your turn to do it. And that game-winning drive, the confidence, I mean, I'm not going to lie, I was not very confident in Randy Bullock after he missed the first one. I was just like, it was very windy and it was very cold and he's not Graham Goodell and he's not Justin Tucker. And I'm just down there like, I don't feel like, I felt like we need to get the touchdown in order to win that game. That's exactly what I was feeling. And, you know, they obviously had confidence in everyone down there and you have to go for it. It was fourth and four, I think, at that point. But you have to go for the field goal. you got to get the points there. But I just, the way that the offense just moved the ball so impressively down the field with everyone making plays. The offensive line did their job. Tommy DeVito did his job. Saquon did his job. Wandale did his job. Like, this is the complimentary football that I think we all were expecting to see week one against the Cowboys. And then maybe week two against the Cardinals. And then week three. And then when it's not happening, you're just like, what is going on here? And the fact that they're able to turn it around and do it in a game last night, was it was such a high stakes game. It's at home, Monday Night Football, being televised, another primetime game where this team has been embarrassed left and right on primetime games. It just, it was just a thing of beauty. And I, I think it gave everyone in that building a lot of confidence. And that is one of the things that you need in order to win football games. There are a lot of other things, but at the end of the day, confidence is something that everyone needs to have to feel like they can do their job and they can do it well. And we saw it last night and they all did it. And it was beautiful. And I just want to point out one more thing. Tommy DeVito, 10 carries for 71 yards. Saquon, let's think about this, okay? Saquon had 86 and DeVito had 71. So when they came out in the second half and he had some of those design runs and he was able to just have the RPO option and just take off, like, I just, it just was a thing of beauty, okay? Wandale, 36, um, two carries for 36 yards, and then Brita, two for 16. Again, 209 yards rushing and what I said going into this game was that the Packers defense is not good against the run they were giving up 136 yards so what do our coaching staff do smartly they take advantage of that took a little while to figure it out but they stuck with the run which is important and that's how they ended up winning the game so props to the rushing attack the run blocking was good they got it figured out now the receiving game again Wanzale we talked a lot about Wanzale and what he dealt with last year with that injury. But the way, and he tweeted this last night, 
was that at this time last year was getting on a plane to go to LA to get surgery and look at the turnaround that he had um, from this time last year until now. So I'm really happy for him. He's such a good dude and you can just tell he's a team player and he just has been unbelievable. And for him to really be used yesterday as such a weapon in the run and passing game, you can't say that for a lot of players. And he just has been an impressive player on this offense. And I cannot wait to see more from him. So we 86, oh, excuse me, 36 rushing yards and 79 receiving yards. So beautiful game from Wanzell. I cannot wait to see more from him. Isaiah Hodgins with a touchdown again. Um, two receptions for 22 yards and of course that beautiful touchdown pass. Um, it's so uh, what Dable said it was that that wasn't a practiced route was that Isaiah was just doing his best to get open for Tommy get on the same page and they did it and I think you know as Tommy continues to get these number one reps which obviously wasn't get getting going into the season as he shouldn't have been getting um now that he's getting him you're really seeing him build that relationship and that rapport with all of the receivers and you know Wandale's a good example of that obviously we know him and Saquon have that but Isaiah Hodgins is another guy that you know up until maybe three weeks ago we thought he was probably being phased out of the offense because we've barely seen him and he's really stepped up in the last few weeks and I think you can really tell that him and Tommy, what they're building is special. So I love it. He did a great job. Bellinger, two receptions for 15 yards. Um, Saquon, three for 15. Darius, two for 14. And Jalen Hyatt, two for 13. So I still would have liked to see more out of Hyatt this game. I really was hoping he was going to get a touchdown. I just felt like it was going to be the game for him. But I think we're finally having, and this is is like a good problem to have, is that we actually have a lot of good receivers that we can rely on. So yes, I want to see Jalen Hyatt get a bulk of the snaps. I want to see him get a ton of receptions. But the beauty is now that you have Jalen going, you know, out of three targets, two receptions. You got Darius who had two receptions, Saquon three receptions, Bellinger, Hodgins, Wandale. And we're probably going to get Darren Waller back next week. So imagine all of the targets. I know we still don't have a number one, but the fact that we can really spread the ball around at this point is amazing. And it's something that we have not had in the last few weeks. So one thing I want to touch on briefly too with DeVito and the offense, obviously aside from Saquon, they've done a really good job of taking care of the ball and not turning it over. DeVito has been really smart and he's making good decisions and he's had no interception so far. So let's knock on wood that he continues to do that. So let's get into the fumbles for a second. Bobby McCain on special teams. I, I mean, I, I just have no words for that. What the hell were you doing? And then you have Lawrence Cager on special teams making a mistake. I just like, what are we doing? And then you got Randy Bullock missing the kick. Like I, again, when it comes to special teams, like I'm asking you guys to just not really do that much. Like just do your job and not ruin everyone's fun. Okay. Don't make stupid mistakes like that. You know better than that. Bobby McCain, you're a veteran. Lawrence Cager, it's not your first rodeo. Come on. It's ridiculous. They have to stop doing shit like that. It's really, really frustrating. 
So um, I would like to see them stop messing it up. Um, let's go into the kicking while we're on special teams, and then we'll go back to the defense. So like I said, Bullock was one for two on the field goal. Obviously, he made the, the game winner at the end of the game, which was 37 yards, and he went for three for three on extra points. So in the grand scheme of things, Randy Bullock had a pretty good day. Um, obviously, it's frustrating when you talk about the missed opportunities with this team. It's the theme this whole year, but um, he you know, three points, game could have been over, you know, before before they stressed us out, taking it down to the wire. So, you know, those are the things that I want to see this team clean up. Um, one thing also, let me finish this first. Okay. Punting, Jamie Gillen had three inside the 20, um, four total punts. He did a great job yesterday. And like I said, it was windy and it was cold. So four four punts, three inside the 20, no touchbacks. And the longest was 50 yards, 164 yards total out of the four of them. So Jamie Gillen has had a great season so far. Um, he's He might be the highlight on special teams at this point, to be honest, which is... Take what I can get when it comes to special teams. Um, one more thing I want to talk about the offense briefly before we go into the defense. When we talk about missed opportunities, they had, the defense had three turnovers, okay? They recovered three turnovers. So Jason Pinnock had an interception, Xavier McKinney recovers a fumble, and ben, Benton Whitley, who's new to the team as of like two weeks ago, recovers a fumble. You have three turnovers, they got seven points. So that's something that they really have to improve on is you have to take advantage of turnovers. And I said going into this game that whoever won the turnover battle was going to win this game. And ultimately, based on the fact that we had three turnovers, I thought it was not going to be so close. So, you know, the offense did well as a whole, but I need to see more from them on that side of things. When the defense does their job, and again, it goes back to complimentary football. When the defense does their job and they make these really impressive plays, like getting three turnovers, you have to put points on the board. You have to do your job. So I really just want to see that cleaned up from an offensive perspective. I want to see them be able to um, score more points. All right, let's talk about the defense because the defense had a day. Guys, one of the players that I told you to watch, Tay Banks, do you know what he did yesterday? He had a, a, some amazing pass breakups, but he also led the team in tackles with 12 of them. Nine of them solo and one tackle for loss. Tay Banks had an unbelievable game. The Banks are closed on Sundays and Mondays. He has been an incredible addition to this team. And like I said to, you know, I know there was a lot of concerns about Shane and his draft picks and blah, 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 blah. Are you done? Can we stop that now? Okay, enough is enough. Tay Banks as a rookie leading the team. A. Sean Robinson, a guy they pretty much picked up off the street. Eight tackles, okay? Four of them solo, one tackle for a loss, right behind Tay Banks. Do you know who else was tied with him for eight tackles? Bobby, or, um, excuse me, Kayvon Thibodeau, okay? Eight tackles, one solo, and he had half a sack. So he's up to, I think, 12 sacks on the season. So everyone with your bus narrative, are you done, okay? Stop it. Um... It's sometimes it just takes a little bit of time for these guys to pick it up, okay? They had a lot of adversity this year. Like I said, they had a really tough season in the beginning. But the fact that they're turning it around should prove to you that these are good players that they brought into the building. They did their homework, the scouting department. They brought in guys who were good culture guys. I know nobody cares about that, but it's really important. When you talk 
about some of the guys that Dave Gettleman drafted and what you heard from them in the locker room, you're not hearing that about any of these guys when the team is going 2-8. and eight. You are not hearing them say, we're giving up and we don't believe in the quarterback because he's an undrafted free agent and we're down to our third string, okay? None of that is happening. They're in the building. They are working hard. Kayvon is leading film sessions, okay? These guys care. They care about the team. They care about winning and they care about playing well. And you see it on the field especially in the last three weeks. So it's very important. So everyone should be looking forward to the draft. Now, knowing that we have smart people in charge who are bringing in good talent, like Bobby Okurike, who had six tackles, like Cordell Flott, who had five. Now, it was not Flott's best game, and towards the end of the game, when I saw Darnay Holmes replace him, I was about to lose my mind. I was like, play him on special teams. He's been good on special teams. Absolutely not. Do I want to see him on defense? I understand that Flat was doing well. You know, um, Holmes stepped in and was okay. Um, listen, guys have bad games. Last night was not Cordell's best. I want to see him turn it around and have a good game in um, New Orleans on Sunday. So that's what I expect from these guys now, okay? You have a bad day, you wash it off, get it out of your system, and move on to the next. And like I said, we've really been able to see this from the team in the last few weeks. So... Let's keep it up. Micah McFadden, five total tackles, two solo, half a sack. Again, I don't know how many times we need to talk about McFadden, but he's been unbelievable this year. Jason Pinnock, again, um, he had the interception, and then he also had four tackles. Dory had a pretty good game yesterday, too. Um, Xavier had a good game. I want to talk about Aziz because Aziz has gotten a lot of shit from myself and from a lot of Giants fans. And to be fair... It's kind of been warranted, okay? He's barely been healthy. When he's on the field, he's an impact player, but he's basically never on the field, so it doesn't really matter. Now, Aziz was technically healthy. He came back right before the bye and was basically a ghost on the field. So I think that he wasn't really 100%, which is interesting to me because our medical staff is so conservative. They don't let anyone play unless they are 100% and pass every test known to man. So... I thought that was interesting, but you could see yesterday the difference in Aziz. Four tackles, um, one solo, one tackle for loss, and half a sack. So Aziz is getting back to that place. I think he's finally feeling 100%, and he's getting back to that place where we all know and love Aziz, where he's an impact player when he's on the field. And when you see him and Kayvon on the field, and they're doing what they're doing, it's hard not to feel excited about a pass rush because you kind of feel like, okay, maybe we finally have one. I don't know how long it's going to last, okay? But we have one, and it's amazing when we do. Now, um, something else we need to talk about with Aziz. When I did the Q&A last week, I don't know why I was under the impression that Aziz's contract was, at, was up at the end of this year. Um, that's not true. He's going to be on this team for another year. He's still on his rookie deal. Now, I don't think that is going to prevent this team from drafting an edge or bringing in another edge rusher in free agency, but Aziz is going to be here next year. So if he stays healthy, knock on wood, um, he could really be a huge addition to this defense. Now, what happens beyond next year? I don't know. Obviously, it depends on what he does next year and if he's healthy the whole time. But um, I wanted to mention that because... I think it's important, and I know we all love Aziz when he's on the field. He's a menace on the field, and he plays really well. Um, he's an impact player, so I just I, I hope he stays healthy, and I want him to continue to do that. 
Um, last up, I want to touch on with defense, Dexter Lawrence. I know we didn't see a lot of him. He was on a pitch count. He confirmed it after the game, and so did Dayball. I think it's interesting they didn't say that going into the game because sometimes they do, um, especially considering the fact that Dayball announced on Tuesday prior to the game that um, DeVito was going to be the starting quarterback. There was no messing around from that perspective. There was no, we're going to pull a Bill Belichick, a Bill Belichick and try to confuse the other team about battling it out for the quarterback situation. Um, so I think it's interesting. I know that Dable is very like hush hush with the injuries, but, um, when he was cleared and active, I kind of just thought we were going to see more of him. But we have to give credit to Nacho and to Ashawn Robinson because they really stepped up with Dexter gone or him being on a pitch count. So, um, again, it just goes back to the front office has made some really good decisions. Whether you like them or not, the reality is they've done a really good job with a lot of the players that they've brought in. And bringing in guys like Nacho and Ashawn have been a good decision and they've been a good addition. So I think Dexter's going to be 100%. He's going to be going to be ugh, going to be good to go on Sunday. So I doubt he'll be on a pitch count again. I mean, it is a little bit of a short week, so you never know. But um, still expect to see guys like Nacho and Ashawn in the rotation, especially if Dexter needs a break. So overall, good game for the defense, good game for the offense. I would say, you know, there were, like I said, there were a lot of really good things that came out of this. For me, one of the biggest things is we walked out of this game injury-free. And that is something that we can go into this week saying was amazing and a blessing. So that rounds it up for today. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you like the podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Subscribe on YouTube and share it with a friend. And as always, go Giants. Let's take down the Saints on Sunday.